Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Valdez Scantling falls up. The rookie Julian Blackman knocked it out, and it's recovered by DeForest Buckner. Uh, I have a lot of love for, for Marquez. You know, I see the guy every single day. I see see how much he cares about it. You know, it happens, unfortunately. Uh, you know, a lot of it's fundamentals, um, you know, carrying the ball, but I've had my fair share of fumbles. Uh, it's just bad timing, obviously. Disappointed for him, disappointed for us. Welcome back. We are glad that you are with us. Uh, time now to talk to our good buddy Mike Clements, our green and gold insider. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there. Quick trip. They have got some terrific take and, uh, take and heat and eat meals at uh, just like mom would make sitting right now at Quick Trip. So all you got to do is stop in, swipe that quick quick rewards card. You got a good one coming up tonight, Rams and Buccaneers. So if you're going to sit back and relax, why do any cooking? Just throw those things into the microwave. You are good to go. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip, and they wish everybody a very, very happy holiday season. So, Mike, uh, it was not the way that the, the Packers had scripted it. And, you know, a, a team that, uh, you know, turns the ball over four times, 99% of the time doesn't win the ball game anyway, right? Yeah, and Marquez Valdez-Scanling now getting death threats on social media. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You know, he put out a thing last night that I retweeted that, did, that just basically said, you know, thank goodness that uh, God gives us a chance to fail because that, that's, that, that's the way that we can grow. And there he is out there in the flats uh, in the overtime period and catches the ball and looks upfield. And this rookie, Julian Blackman, who the Colts are just very high on, they think that he should be the rookie defensive player of the year. I think they got him in the third round out of Utah. While he's going down and he's got two Packers on him that are in that formation, he gets one hand out and the ball goes up in the air and it's a fumble and the Colts fall on it, and they recover, and they kick the field goal and win the game. So we, after the game, we talked to this kid, the safety Julian Blackman, who forced the fumble, and he said, you know what, Bill, 
they had run that bubble screen before, and that's part of the thing that he knew where the play was going. Yeah, so I honestly had a feeling they were going to come back to that screen. They've been running it uh, quite a few times during the game. So, uh, you know, I came down and I had to get down in the box and split two guys trying to block me. And I honestly aimed at his his arm because was, he's was kind of swinging it. But um, I was getting blocked from behind, so it was kind of hard for me to finish the tackle. So I just swiped at it and happened to hit his arm. So, uh, yeah, it was a good punch out. I mean, when you're carrying it, he was carrying it outside. He's absolutely right. It wasn't close to the body. It wasn't up the way you should be, the way you're taught to carry it away from the defenders. He, uh, he, had, it, he had it hanging out there. So he took advantage of it. And it's just a, it's, a, it's a learning moment, I guess, the way you put it, Mike. Here's my point today. What the hell were you doing in overtime in the first place? I mean, you had the chance to win this game with a minute 25 and one timeout and Aaron Rodgers and all of your guys back in perfect weather conditions, you had a chance to win this game. What the hell happened on that final drive? And, and what are you doing throwing a bubble screen in overtime deep in your own territory to, to MVS? I mean, that's, just, that's a weird play call to me. That's not something you run deep in your territory with the game on the line. And, and it's a play that they'd run several times before. guess they'd had some. You know, here's the thing that's interesting. This Green Bay Packers team in 2020, what's that one record they had, that streak? They scored on the opening drive for eight consecutive weeks. Right. That's their scripted plays. What's happening to this team by the end of the first half and certainly in the third quarter or even in crunch time? And, you know, the, the part where they're sort of making it up as they go and making all kinds of adjustments. Why... How can they be so proficient with the opening script? And there were a lot of questions last week for LaFleur that talked about some of their tendencies, that if they don't do well on first down, they're horrible on second and ten. I mean, you, just, you, mean, you look at some of the breakdowns halfway through the season now, and it's like they, they don't have a menu for it. They're, it's, they're so inconsistent, and particularly if they try to go pass again as opposed to get the run going. And then last night, I, I saw a lot of fans, and I, I try and look at this after the game, a lot of listeners saying, geez, this offense is starting to look like McCarthy's offense. And they're right. Did you see all those empty set yeah. Packer offenses in the other game? I said that last night, yeah. Well, this is supposed to be the LaFleur-Shanahan office, where you've got guys in the backfield, so you work off a of play action, or you're running the football. And you know what? They talked about that, well, they – they were seeing sort of a cover two, and you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to get the double teams off of Devontae. So if they went empty backfield and no running backs, that way they could free up Devontae. Well, in the meantime, you're telegraphing to the linebackers and everybody else, ain't going to be no run. We know it's going to be pass. And, you know, they, they have a pretty good pass rush going on. it. So let's talk about that drive while the game was still in regulation. When you get the ball, first and ten from your own six. Minute 25 left. You know, and Aaron Rodgers is so good at making up these plays, seeing observations, talking to guys on the sideline, and telling teammates, hey, you know, if they do this, maybe we could do that. All those kinds of, all those kinds of instructions. But, you know, at some point you start wondering, like, uh, uh, how, many, how many play callers have you got on this team? And so you start out this drive where you could have won the game as opposed to having to sell for the Mason Crosby field goal from 26 yards. And, you know, you hear about Aaron, how he's using his eyes. On that final drive, he's looking off 
safeties and corners, and, and he's, going to, he's going to Marquez Valdez scaling and say, hey, if they've got too deep safety, I could hit you down the middle for a deep one. That one might be coming to you. They're, I mean, they're talking about this stuff on the sidelines, and so we talked about on the fail-to-score touchdown to Devontae at the very end. You know, you had the ball second and third down about 8 to 15 yards away from the goal line, and you couldn't get a touchdown. That's what you should be talking about today. Not MVS, you know, giving up a forced fumble. Why didn't you score a touchdown at the end of the game? So Aaron Rodgers talked about that. He talked about going to Ed Hock, or Sean Hockey, leave the son of Ed, and saying, hey, time out, time out. Remember they had to put it to about a 110 back up on the clock because it went down to about 50 seconds? He talked about that after the game last night. You know, I, I think based on the, the formation that we're in there, I feel like it really uh, – Gave us a good opportunity because we had a, a high corner to the side of, uh, of Marquez. I told him on the sidelines before that drive, I said, there's going to be a point in this drive when I'm going to, when I'm going to throw one up to you and you got to come down with it. Um, sure enough, it was third and 10 backed up. Um, I was really, uh, I took my eyes to the right first uh, to just peek the safety, make sure he wasn't robbing. And then I really was looking at the corner when I threw the, the go ball. So I was... I felt like with my eye control, I'd give him maybe just an extra little step away from the safety. Uh, he's so damn fast. Um, even though I got it up early and threw it high, he still, I still underthrew him. Um, but it was a really nice catch and got us going at that point. Then a funny aside with, uh, with Sean Hockley, um, I was trying to call timeout. He told me we didn't have any timeouts. <laughs> Uh, luckily, we got our time back and, and got into a rhythm. You know, there was a couple of plays at the end of that drive. Again, you know, I felt like it was such a good drive. We made some plays and, and kind of drew a couple things up on the spot. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe jamming one in there to Tay there on one of the last two plays might have been, you know, might have been the thing to do. But I'll look back at that and hopefully won't rue that too much. You know, the build, then that final drive in regulation, remember Rodgers, he spiked the ball twice. Those are two plays yeah. you should have been using. After the deep one down the middle to MVS for 47 yards, and that gets you down to the uh, Indianapolis 47, okay, now you're cooking. you got a minute 10 left. He's, throwing to the, he's not throwing to the sidelines to, to stop the clock. It's down the middle to Devontae for 15 yards. Right. Then they got to run up and spike the ball. Then he throws to Tanyan, the tight end, over the middle. Now, where are the receivers on the sidelines? We see these guys do it better than anybody else. And I don't even care if they're covering, if it's cover two, where they're you know, heavy in the flats and two deep safeties, and maybe that's where you know, they're going to give you. They're, gonna, they're trying to take the clock away from you. And, and how about early in the fourth quarter? You had a chance to at least tie up the damn game with like a 49-yard field goal from Mason Crosby in good conditions. You got a fourth and one at the Indiana 34, and we asked LaFleur about this. He said that was a play designed to Devontae. He was covered, and then Rodgers tries to do the check down to Jamal Williams, incomplete, and you give the ball to the, to the Colts at their own 34 you know, in the fourth quarter where you could have at least tied that up, LaFleur, on that play, on that fourth and one. Yeah, so we saw man coverage. Uh, first of all, you know, it was kind of the mindset to to be aggressive. And, you know, we could have attempted a really long field goal, but just had confidence in the play. And unfortunately, 
you got to give Indy a lot of credit in that situation. We had Devonte out there, and they doubled him, and the play was designed to go to him. So in hindsight, yeah, it was not a good call. And you know, Aaron tried to hold on as long as he could, and then try to hit uh, the check down with Jamal, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, the the whole question after the game, they started talking about Marquez about a scantling, and yeah, it didn't work out. I get it. But one of the things, and I thought it was a good answer by Matt LaFleur, Marquez Vadas-Scantling, the bottom line is he's dropping the football, whether he's running with it or he's caught it or, or dropping catches, what have you. Or in this, this case, or in this, and we talked here. about him at length on Friday's show. We talked to his position coach, Vrabel. We talked to his offensive coordinator, Hackett. You know, and they point out there's one or two drops there. Yet, you know, the thing about MVS, Bill, is this. When he catches one for 47 yards that could win the game, and then he ends up losing the game for you. It's the it's the alpha omega, you know. It's the hero and the right. goat. If he was just some guy, if he was just Malik Taylor off to the side catching three or four balls a game, this wouldn't be this spotlight wouldn't be on him. He makes these big plays, and then he seems to drop or goof up the simple ones. That's what drives you nuts. But it's to the point where even the media is yelling at Matt Lafleur about MVS. Listen to this. Man, I hate to be blunt, but how can you live with MVS? Oh, that's I, I was so proud of his effort. Um, you know, I know he's he's really hurting right now. Uh, he made so many plays for us, and and not only in the in the pass game, but in the run game, stuff that you guys probably don't even notice um, that we we're not getting the. The, the yardage that we get if he's not blocking his ass off. So um, I can live with MVS. I've got a, I've got more confidence in him now than probably ever. I think he's he's continually get he, he continues to get better each and every day. Every time we go out there, he's providing big plays. I mean, uh, you can't forget about the the PI that he drew um, at the end of the half in the end or on the two yard line or whatever it was um, that led to a touchdown. So. Um, I can live with the MVS and we're going to continue to live with him and just, you know, hope that he continues to get better and better and better. And I've got all the confidence in the world in him. Well, I, I, I don't know how you can have all the confidence in the world because there's been a pattern here. We've seen it time and again. It just, uh, you, you got to, you, that he's one of your only guys. I mean, again, we go back to, they're not deep at that particular position. So you're going to sink or swim with him. And that's one of the guys that you have to take on because they didn't go out and get anybody else. You know what I mean, Mike? No, they didn't. They didn't. And you know, they, we talked about this last week too, about the whole Will Fuller deal. It's like, this is a guy who only got eight weeks left. And then his next contract, he could be making 18 million when you got Devonte making 14 or $15 million million a year. Right. How do you, how do you solve that problem? Right, no doubt. Uh, let's do this. We'll stop. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got Mike Clemens joining us uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We've got w- more with Mike coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right, Epoxy Flooring Polyurea Coatings. Don't forget, they do it in different colors and different finishes, and they warranty it for life. And all you got to do is get a hold of Sean and the gang over there at epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. More with Mike Clemens coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Shepard brings it from inside the five. Ball's out. 
ball came out. Colts say they have it. And they do. Yeah, it's been a heck of a weekend, hasn't it? You know, I'm old school. I like to, I'm like the punch guys in the mouth. You know, I don't take no smack from nobody. And, and it just seems like all our sports teams lost that thrill just to hit somebody in their mouth. I couldn't be a coach because I would have been telling Sherrod or Sherrod or whatever. I don't even care what his name is. Go in the locker room, pack your clothes, get out. Go find a bus, go home. That's the way I would have treated him. Because one, he shows no intelligence on the return, okay? Yeah, Shepard, you let a ball hit on the goal line, okay? That was way too close to, to take that chance. Then he's three yards in the end zone and decides to run it out. I mean, what is wrong with this guy? There you go. Frustration and anger from fans as they continue to critique uh, what went so wrong yesterday in the game between the Packers and the Colts, and it's some of the continued problems that we've witnessed time and again. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. For the free consultation, go to PellaWI.com or stop into any one of their experience centers. Again, PellaWI.com. And if you buy at the initial consultation, they'll give you 5% additionally off. And that's on top of already no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. That deal lasts through the end of the month. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. You get the 5% bonus savings. Plus, again, no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. Or you can just stop into one of their experience centers in Brookfield, Green Bay, or now in Madison as well. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Was that, so Mark, Mike, Murphy, uh, was that Mark Murphy calling on the show again? I think it was. Yeah, he had called in. He was a little bit irate, and uh, people were mad because he was calling in from the top of the ski hill, I guess, or the sledding <laughs> hill. Who knows? It just boggles the mind. Well, um, so on defense, Packers defense, now they had one play where it looked like they were going to score and could have flipped that game. Christian Kirksey is now back in there at inside linebacker wearing the radio helmet. I think the organization is sort of looking for him to take the step forward and sort of be the vocal leader, and he talked about that play where it looked like Zadarius had made the play, got his arm on Phillip Rivers, looked like it was a fumble that Christian could pick up and run back for a touchdown but they said it was a forward pass, incomplete, and Kirksey talked about that play after the game. Um, you know, I thought Zadarius um, made a good play. Um, you know, it, it was it was a close call, um, obviously. Um, you know, he had good pressure, and, you know, it just came down to uh, Philip Orm moving a little forward. Um, so we wish we can, you know, obviously have a different outcome of that. Um, just third quarter, we just got to settle down and, um, you know, play our game. And, um, you know, I love this defense. Um, you know, I go to battle anytime with these guys. Um, and, you know, we still got everything in front of us. So, uh, right now, we got to look at the film, uh, learn from what we're doing, and uh, just build. Yeah, but you were up 28-14. I right. mean, how did the defense fall down and not get I mean, aren't you concerned about this defense now when it comes to postseason? Here's Christian Kirksey. I'm a guy that always uh, reach for the positives when it comes to something not going our way. Um, but if you look at our team, uh, we're built strong. We're going to fight to the wire. We're going to believe in, in each other, and we're going to continue to move forward. We're just uplifting each other right now and understanding that, you know, we still have goals in front of us, and we played a tough team today, and, uh, you know, that's what NFL football is about. One of the things that I was excited about is I thought this was the week where it was going to be Kirksey running the defense and then Kamal Martin 
in there at the inside linebacker and chasing mm-hmm. down these backs, maybe putting pressure on the quarterback, whatever. But soon thereafter, Mike Pettin, defensive coordinator, went into that dime, and he pulled Kamal Martin, he put in Raven Green, and they stuck through it through the entire third quarter. I mean, the, the Colts came back out after halftime adjustments, Bill, and ran the damn football. They had it 24 plays, and the Packers only had two three-and-outs, and Aaron Rodgers right. spent the entire third quarter watching him, watching this lead erased and watching the Colts just crunch up the clock. And Jonathan Taylor, his biggest game in the first half was five yards. He finished the game with 90 yards and like 20 yards receiving. And we talked about that Heinz kid, 21, that he was going to be coming out of the backfield a lot. Maybe that's what freaked out Pettin in watching those last couple of games of him coming out of the backfield. But we asked the former Badger, was Jonathan Taylor, and he says that it was when they started running a zone-blocking scheme, which is what the Packers do all the time, that's when he started seeing the open holes. Those, those are definitely good plays. And a lot of times on those zone schemes, you really just let the guys up front work. You let the defense dictate, you know, their move. And then you really just read off of that. Uh, and I think, you know, that's one of the plays where you have to really have patience. And sometimes it's hard, you know, especially when, you know, you might be third and two, third and three, but you still need to have patience and let those blocks work. And, you know, just today I was able to kind of mm-hmm. slow things down and make sure that those guys up front, um, it, it was exciting. I'm, I've only played in one overtime game in, in college and it went to triple overtime. Uh, so yeah, I could just only imagine, you know, once that clock hit struck zero that I, I knew this was going to be a good one. Um, Cause it's like I said before, it's the NFL. So it's going to go down to the wire. I was just ready to lock in and zone in Every single detail, every single thing is so critical when it's not overtime. So going into an overtime game in the NFL, you have to just be dialed in so much more. I don't even know how you can be dialed in so much more. That's how much you got to be dialed in. I I agree with you, by the way. They, I mean, even Troy Aikman talked about the cat and the mouse when Pettin would bring in the defensive back. And he, would, he even said at one point he's going to live and die with his dime defense. And they were dying more often than not. Now, granted, they were only giving up field goals for the most part, but still, they just weren't able to get off the field, and that was one of the biggest problems. And then Sean Hockley, refereeing crew, starts calling all these holding calls. I mean, every stinking holding call. What did the Colts have ended up having? Nine? Like they were like every other play what was that end of the third quarter. By the way, the Colts too. Twenty-four plays to six in the third quarter. That's how much Indiana. Indiana or the Indianapolis Colts, controlled the damn football in the third quarter. So Frank Wright, head coach, talked about all those offensive holding calls that he got uh, in the second half. Um, You know, I'm disappointed that we didn't put it away. we got to do a better job. You know, when we're in that mode, it's elementary. This is is on me. Uh, This is really on me. That's elementary football. When you're in that mode, you've got to keep your hands inside. And i got to be telling the guys that virtually on every play, reminding Philip to tell the guys in the huddle, keep your hands inside, keep your hands inside. It's a reminder, but, yeah, they were throwing the flag at anything. Now, some of the stuff that they were showing on television, man, it was as obvious as obvious gets. So, you know, you can say they were throwing a lot of flags, but it was pretty obvious for some of the holds that they had. Some of them, sure, legit calls, no question. And so Philip Rivers out there, he's going to be 39 in a week or so. 24 of 36, 288 yards, three touchdown passes, the one pick, the one for 45 yards, and then he's toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers and those guys in an overtime game at home at Lucas Oil. you got to quickly reset because you feel like, oh, we let the game get away. But wait a minute, it's 31-all. 
you know, it's 31 all and we're kicking off and we got an overtime period. So uh, our defense did a heck of a job of that. They, you know, they threw a little bubble screen then went right back and threw another one and we forced a turnover and we ran it three times and our field goal pro was great. And it was like, let's go. What are we going to do? We got to we got to start the second, start the second half with a touchdown. We didn't, but we got three defense goes three and out. We score, we get the two point conversion. All of a sudden you look up and it's 28, 25 and it's still a third quarter. So it's a resilient group. And again, this is one game. I, I, I have to say that every week it's one game. And we'll start again. Titans obviously got a huge win on the road in Baltimore. We're almost right back where we were, uh, just flipped, where we're a game up, have the head-to-head, and right back where we were two weeks ago. Just like we said, it's a week-to-week league. And on defense for the Colts, Bill, you know, here's another defensive coordinator. It's like after the loss to the Buccaneers, everyone's talking about how Todd Bowles beat Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. And then even last Mm -hmm. week, how the Jaguars, you know, kept in, you know, step with the Packers. You're talking about Todd Wash, a former Seahawks uh, guy who had that ran that Seattle uh, cover three last weekend at Lambeau, and now it's Matt Eberfuss. Everybody's going to be talking about him as another head coach, the way he handled the Packers in the second half. And then, you know, talk about swagger. Darius Leonard, their inside linebacker. Here's Aaron Rodgers saying, Fred Warner of the 49ers, best inside linebacker in the NFL, and he goes up to Rodgers during the game and talks to him about it. Um, yeah, we um, we actually talked in the first quarter, you know. Um, I think it was, it was the first early timeout um, we was talking, and he came up to me, and he was like, you know, I didn't mean no, re- uh, no disrespect about, you know, what I said. And then, <clears throat> then I was like, I mean, I didn't take it as a uh, disrespect, you know. I took it as a challenge to earn your respect, you know. If someone doesn't think that, you know, that you're the best, you want to go out and earn your respect. And I told him that, you know, that that's my biggest thing. You know, I want, I always look for something to motivate me. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, I respect your game. You know, I respect um, what you do. And, you know, he said, they made a joke like, I don't want you to be sensitive. I'm like, no, nah, man, I ain't sensitive. I just, you know, I look for things like that. And then after the game, you know, he just said, hey, I respect your game. And that's 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 my ultimate goal, you know, to win the ball game and earn the respect of your opponent. And if you don't play the game to earn respect, then I don't understand why you're playing it. And, you know, it was a great matchup the whole time, you know. Um, they had a great offensive game plan. Um, I think defensively, you know, the first half we, we started off a little uh, slow, but the second half we settled in and we found a way to get the job done late in the game. And one thing about special teams, that Bubba Vestrone, he's their special teams coordinator. Bill, you saw how Darius Shepard kept on taking the ball like at the one after their kickoffs. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was by design. They know he's right. not really good with, with his hands, so they kept on kicking it high so it would drop around the five or so. They wanted him to field it. Squid, you know, squib kick it a little bit or something. And, of course, it paid off for them toward the end of the game when he had the turnover. So the Colts were so excited that their owner, Jim Mersey, did kind of a Jerry Jones. Oh, God. And he, he walked into the media room to interrupt and say, I just need to say a few words. Here's Jim Mersey, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, it, it was it's special to see Phillip and Aaron battle each other. Uh, you treasure those matchups. Uh, as the two quarterbacks, and I think uh, you have to give Jacoby a lot of credit. He's become a spark the last two weeks, and it's a credit to his commitment to team, um, and 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 the guys love him, and we love him. Uh, and Philip, what can you say? Great leadership. Um, I, again, a great legend. And Aaron, well, what about a guy who just passed Dan Marino? Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> wow. As yeah, the pilgrim uh, said, uh, three sheets to the wind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, I could I could probably agree with that. Yeah, 
He, uh, well, the history's there anyway. That would be the assumption. But he just, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it, Mike. Uh, good stuff as always. Anything else? Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll keep you. We'll be working all through the week as they get ready for the Bears. We have no idea if it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. I mean, you know, they didn't really say what happened to Foles last week. So Bears will be back in front of the media today to explain what that hip injury is that they, when they carted off Foles in their last game. Yeah, we'll find out more with that. And I also appreciate it, Mike, as always. We'll also we'll tell you about another quarterback in the NFL and an injury update there as well. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Van Horn Automotive Group. And right now the cyber sale is going on. And uh, don't forget at Van Horn Auto. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. They've got some terrific vehicles uh, for you right now. And uh, like I said, the cyber sale going on as we speak. If you're looking for a new vehicle, if you're looking for a used vehicle, they've got it all at VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. And uh, they can also uh, they can finance certain things for you, like service. Just another way for them to kind of help you out. So if you're looking for something uh, from any, in regards to anything, automotively, uh, look, uh, the, it's right there, vanhornauto.com. And uh, on the web uh, or at any one of their dealerships in Wisconsin and in Iowa. And right now they're offering no payments for 90 days, seasonal service specials like tires and brakes. And they're the home of the 90-day test drive. So why would you not go there? Go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. But the cyber sale only goes through December 5th. So you got to hurry in. Just go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. We're going to wrap it up next in the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 